All right, let's learn. So, today in chapter 3, we're getting to the real, the deepest part of chapter 3, which is the parable of the light of the sun and the sun. But to really understand what he's doing here, the Alter Eb, and why he's bringing this parable, we have to just review a little what we spoke about yesterday, and uh, thereby by being able to... Elliot, do you mind muting your uh, thing? Elliot. Yes, I apologize. That's okay. So, um, with, to be able to understand why he's bringing this analogy, what the whole point, why he's bringing it, we have to review what we did yesterday and discuss what's going on over to put things into perspective. Because this mushal, this, this parable that he's giving of the light of the sun is very, very, very amazing. And it's a great meditation. But a person has to really understand what it is that it's being used for. Why, what's he using? So let me just speak it out quickly and then we'll, we'll review. He's using, he's going to use the parable of the light of the sun and the sun over here to say why we see the world and not the truth of what the world is, which is God's light. That's the question he really left off with yesterday. That why is it that we see the world and not what the world really is, which is just God's light? So let's just remind ourselves what we, what we spoke about. We learned in chapter 2, the Altareb explained logically the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov from chapter 1, that God is continuously speaking existence into being. That we learned in chapter 1. Chapter 2, the Altareb then proved rationally, logically, and said that anything that there's no previous potential for, it has to be, you have to continuously be doing it. You have to continuously be making it happen. So chapter 2 was the, was the Alter Rebbe saying, So Hashem Hashem is continuously making the world come into existence. Then the beginning of chapter 3, the Alter Rebbe went a step deeper. Once you understand these truths, this idea that Hashem is continuously making the world come into existence, you'll now understand that the world is nechshav, the world is considered naught and nothingness vis-a-vis that light of God bring into existence. And the marshal we learned is, let's say, let's say the throwing of the rock. When you throw the rock upwards, chapter 2 told you how long will the, fl- will the rock be flying upwards? What does chapter 2, Perak Bays, tell you? How long will the rock be flying upwards? Only as long as your strength is making it fly upwards. Only as long as your strength is pushing it. But then chapter 3 takes another step and says, One second, if your strength is the only thing that's pushing the rock upwards, there never becomes inherently in the rock some kind of power to fly. It's your strength that's every moment pushing the rock upwards. Then according to that, then really there is nothing other than your strength. Your koach that's in the rock, that's making it fly. Your koach is now manifesting as flying of the rock. But it's not that there's two things, your koach and flying of the rock. Your koach becomes the flying of the rock. The flying of the rock is battle, is nullified to your koach. It's nothing other than your koach. Or the walking of the puppet, once you understand that a puppet can't move by itself, any second the puppet moves, chapter 2 tells you, it must be it's you moving it. And chapter 3 says, so then what is the moving of the puppet? Again, it's your koach. So, but the question, right, and, and, and we gave a third example of an actor playing Hamlet. Chapter 2 says to you, how long will Hamlet exist? How long will you be able to see Hamlet as long as the actor is playing it? Just as long as Hashem is creating the world. 
as soon as the actor goes out of the role, there's no more Hamlet. But chapter 3 says to you, so okay, but when he's not going out of the role, even when he is playing the role of Hamlet, since there's nothing other than the actor playing that role, Hamlet is nothing other than the actor playing that role. And therefore, what Yehuda Tato is, kulam, you, God, vitalize, and not just vitalize, but manifest as all created reality, that Hashem speaks, which again, speaking is that He contracts from His infinite light, because obviously Hashem's infinite light is not enclosed in the world yet, until Mashiach comes. Hashem's infinite light is only enclosed in Torah mitzvahs. So Hashem contra- contracts His infinite light, brings it through many, many different simtsumim, different contractions and concealments, until there could be a light that could fit into every particular created thing that exists. And chapter 3 says to you, so there is nothing other than that light of Hashem. But the question is, so why don't we see that? Why do we see the world as if it's a self-existing identity? Why do we see the world as if it's self-subsisting, as if the world has its own identity, as if it's something other than Hashem? How come? So the Altar Rebbe answered, let's read it again inside, but basically he answered, because we don't see Ruchnius, because we're not able to see the light of God. We have fleshy eyes that's only able to see physicality, but if we were able to see the light of God, we wouldn't see the physical. We would just see everything as just being Hashem's emanation. Let's read it inside again. He says, The reason that all things created and activated appear to us as existing and tangible is that we do not comprehend nor see with our physical eyes the power of God and the breath of His mouth, which is in the created thing. We can't see the power of God and the breath of God's mouth that's in the created thing. If, however, the eye were permitted to see, if our eyes were able to see Elokuz, which I mentioned to you yesterday, the Rebbe Marash says that one is able to do that if one meditates enough, if, however, the eye were permitted to see and to comprehend the life force and spirituality, which is in every created thing, if, let's say, we were able to comprehend that life force, we were able to see the life force in every created thing, flowing into it from that which proceeds out of the mouth of God and His breath, then the materiality, grossness, and tangibility of the creature would not be seen by our eyes at all. Then we wouldn't see the physical. If we were able to see the godliness, we wouldn't be able to see the physical. For it is completely nullified in relation to the life force and the spirituality which is within it. The physical is nullified, like, we, like, the, like the flying of the rock to your strength. The physical, the physical object, the tree, the chair, whatever, is nullified in relation to the life force and the spirituality which is within it. Since without the spirituality, it would be not an absolute nothing, nothing this exactly as before the six days of creation. And therefore the spirituality which flows into it from that which proceeds out of the mouth of God and His breath, that alone continuously brings it forth from nothing and nullity into being and gives it existence. Hence there is truly nothing beside Him. There's truly nothing besides Hashem's light. So now we're saying, so why am I able to see the world? Because I don't see Hashem's light. What's an analogy for this? How does this make sense? How does this make sense? So let's read further. Now the Altar brings the Moshal, this parable of the sun and the light of the sun, to explain this idea that I could only see, I only see the tangible, the physical, because I don't see the spirituality of Hashem. An illustration of this 
is the light of the sun which illuminates the earth and its inhabitants. The light of the sun which we know illuminates the earth, and we're talking about the light of the sun that's on the earth. So when the light of the sun is illuminating the earth and its inhabitants, are you able to see the ray of the sun? Yeah, you could see the ray of the sun. You see, I mean, sometimes when it comes through the clouds, or even in the world now, you see that there's sunlight in the world. Now, this illumination, this light of the sun that you see, is the radiance and the light which spreads forth from the body of the sun and is visible to all as it gives light to the earth and the expanse of the universe. What are you seeing? What's the light of the sun that you're seeing in the world? You're seeing the sunlight that's leaving the sun, that's leaving the place of the sun. It leaves, it spreads forth from the body of the sun and it becomes on our earth is now visible to all as we see the sunlight. We see the sunlight in earth. Now, what about when the ray of the sun has not yet left the sun? Let's talk out before we, before we read it inside. Before we read inside, let's just speak it out. The ray of the sun that we see in the atmosphere that's on earth has left the sun and is illuminating the earth. But what about before it leaves the sun? Before it left the orb, the body of the sun? Is the ray of the sun there or not? So of course it's there. The ray of the, the sun doesn't create something new. Yesh and the sun isn't creating something ex nihilo, something from nothing. The sun isn't creating something. So the ray of the sun is already there in the sun. But what does it exist as? It doesn't exist as a ray yet. It only exists as a ray when it actually leaves the sun. When it's still within the sun, on one hand it exists. It actually exists even more than when it leaves the sun. But it doesn't exist as a ray. What does it exist as? The sun. Sun. The sun, it's part of the sun. So, if you, let's say, had a special spacesuit and you were able to go into the sun, would you see rays? No. You would just see this ball of gas of the sun. The rays that later on will come out of the sun are all there, but they're just part of the sun. And so to the Alter Rebbe saying, when are you able, if you're able to see the godly light that's in everything, the godly speech is like the sun, right? The godly utterance is like the sun in the tree. And when am I able to see the tree when I'm not seeing the godly light? When I could see the godly light, that's like when the ray is in the sun, so then I'm not able to see the ray. If I were able to see the ruchnis, if I was able to see the godly light, I wouldn't see the tree. I'm able to see the tree as a tree because I don't see the godly light. Just like when am I able to see the ray of the sun as a ray, as not just part of the sun, when it actually leaves the sun. Clear? Let's read it inside and we'll speak it out again, but let's read it inside. 
He says, the illumin- the, uh, um, let's read from the in illustration of this is the light of the sun which illuminates the earth and its inhabitants. This illumination is the radiance and the light which spreads forth from the body of the sun and is visible to all as it gives light to the earth and the expanse of the universe. Now, it is self-evident that this light and radiance is also present in the very body and matter of the sun globe itself in the sky. It's obvious that the ray of the sun that's on earth, it's self-evident and it's obvious that it's also present in the actual body and matter of the sun globe in the sky. The, The ray doesn't just start existing outside the sun. Obviously, it exists within the globe of the sun in the sky as well. And the Alter proves it to you with a Kalvachimer. For if it can spread forth and shine to such a great distance, if the ray of the sun is able to spread forth and shine for so long, such a great distance, then certainly it can shed light in its own place. How much more, how much more so is, is it existing? It has to exist even more before it's traveled. However, so on one end we're saying it has to exist even more than it exists out the, outside the sun. But however, there in its own place, meaning in the actual sun globe, this radiance is considered naught and complete nothingness. The radiance is ayin v'efes. In other words, it's, it exists, but not as ray. Ray is nothingness. Ray as existing as a ray is naught and nothingness. For it is absolutely non-existent in relation to the body of the sun globe, which is the source of this light and radiance, because it's completely bottled by Metzius, it's nullified out of existence to the sun, which is the source of its existence. So it's not existing. On one hand, it's existing even more. On one hand, where is there more tree? In God's light. That's where in the, the, the sun, so to speak, of God's speech saying, let there be a tree. But when it's in the sun, even though it's existing even more, it's not existing as a ray. It's existing as part of the sun. And it's taka existing more, but it's existing as part of the sun, not as the ray. The ray is nothingness. Inasmuch as this radiance and light is merely the illumination which shines from the body of the sun globe itself. So therefore, when it's in the actual sun globe, it's just part of the sun globe. It doesn't exist as a ray. When are you able to see it as a ray? The Altarba continues. It is only in the space of the universe under the heavens and on earth, when am I able to see the ray existing as a ray? When am I able to see the ray as a full-fledged ray? When is that? It is only in the space of the universe, under the heavens and the earth, meaning in our atmosphere, where the body of the sun globe is not present. The sun, the actual sun, is not here on earth. That's why you're able to see the ray. You're only able to see the ray when it actually leaves the sun. So down here on earth in the atmosphere, where the sun isn't here, that's when I could see the ray. 
only in the space of the universe under the heavens and on earth, where the body of the sun globe is not present, that this light and radiance appears to the eyes to have actual existence. Over here on earth, that's when the ray seems to exist, because the sun isn't here. And here on earth, in our atmosphere, the term yesh, existence, can truly be applied to it. You could say that the ray of the sun has an existence. Is it clear what we're saying over here? Whereas in its source, when the ray of the sun is in its source, in the body of the sun, the term yesh, existence, cannot be applied to it at all. You wouldn't call it a yesh. You wouldn't call it the ray of the sun a yesh. You would say it's ein ve'efes. Even though seemingly we're saying it exists even more when it's in the body of the sun. So why would you call it ein ve'efes? Why would you call it nothingness? Why would you call the ray nothingness if, if it exists even more? Because it's existing as the sun. It's not existing as a ray. It's not existing as a yesh of a ray. Whereas when it's in its source, in the body of the sun... The term yesh, existence, cannot be applied to it at all, and it can only be called not a non-existence. The ray in the sun itself, you would say, is non-existent. There, it is indeed not an absolutely non-existent, for there in the sun, only its source, the body of the sun, gives light, and there is nothing beside it. So we have to make sure we get this muscle before we get to the nimshal. What's the Mashal he's saying? When are you able to see the ray as a yesh? When it's not in the sun. When it's in the atmosphere where the sun is not. But when it's in the actual sun, then it's just part of the sun and you would call the ray Ein Ve'efes, absolute nothingness. Yeah? So the Altarab is now going to say the same thing when it comes to, to, cre- to creation with the light of God. Because I can't see the light of God, that's why I see the world as a yesh, as an existence. If I had eyes that were able to see the sun, so to speak, which is the speech of God that's enclosed in everything, then I wouldn't see the world, I would just see the light of God. Yeah? Anyone have a question? question. Yeah? Is there actually no fundamental difference between the ray in versus out? It's just how we how we perceive it? No, there is a fundamental difference. Of course there's a fundamental difference. When it actually leaves the sun, it's not in the sun anymore. And that's why it could exist as it's... As in the, but it is a yesh. Well, again, when you say yesh, it's, it's still just an emanation from the sun, but it is a yesh. It's a yesh of a ray. I don't see the word in this paragraph, but is the ray uh, the tzimtzum of the sun? No, no, not no. it's not no tzimtzum. We're not talking about tzimtzum over here at, the, at all at this point. The, the ray is not a tzimtzum of the sun. The ray is a gilu, is a revelation of the sun. The ray is a revelation from the sun. It, you're right that it's not all of what the sun is, but that's not, that's because of the distance. There's no, there's no actual tzimtzum happening. I mean, even though the, there is, there's the, the, it says there's a sheath on the sun, we'll get to it, Mitzvah but right now, for, for, what we're, for what we're learning now at this point, there's, we're not talking about a tzimtzum. We're talking about how does the ray, when does the ray exist as an entity? When it's revealed outside the sun. I feel like I should be getting this example, but I'm I'm just not processing it right. 
yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a very fundamental question that I'm waiting for somebody to ask, which doesn't make which doesn't make sense over here. But um, should, should I, let, let me say, should I say I'll say over the muscle again? Should I say it over again? Okay, we want to show that when am I able to see the world as a world? Because I don't see the light of God. If I were to see the light of God that's enclosed in everything, I wouldn't see the world as a world. So the yeshus, the independence, the fact that the world looks like it exists as something other than God, that's because I can't see the light of God. Just like, when can I see a ray of the sun? When it has left the sun. When it's down here in the atmosphere. When it's in its source in the actual globe of the sun. I don't see a ray. I only see the sun. Does the ray exist in the sun? Yes, but not as a ray. It exists as part of the sun. Still not clear? You said the nimshal as well? So the nimshal is, when am I able to see the world as a world when I don't see the light of God? If I were to see the light of God, I wouldn't see the world as a world. Let's read, let's read the nimshal inside. Maybe it'll be more clear. Let's read, let's read the nimshal inside. If it's not clear, we'll go, we'll go back. But let's read it inside, the actual nimshal. The exact parallel to this. You know, before we read the nimshal, let's make sure we get the idea of the sun clearly. Is it clear that the ray only exists as an entity of a ray when it's outside the sun? That's clear. It's a yesh of a ziv hashemesh when it's outside the sun. When it's in before it leaves the sun, when it's still within the sun, what is the, does the ray exist or not? It doesn't exist as a ray, but it exists even more as part of the sun. You know, the reason that the Kabbalists liked so much the mushal, the metaphor of light, is because it's in so many ways it's a good metaphor to explain how the world emanates from God. That if if you could th- if you picture in your mind the ray when it's still in the sun, if let's say you were in a spacesuit and you were in the sun and you were able to look around over there, you you wouldn't find rays, even though they're all there, but they're part of the sun. It's only when the the rays are able to leave the sun, then you could see it as a, as its own entity called the ray of the sun, because now it's no longer in the orb of the sun; it's down here in the atmosphere. When the ray is away leaving the sun, the ray is still God, though. So why are we seeing that as in the in this nimshal as something separate? It's when, still, it's oh, sorry, it's still, it's still light. It's still it's still connected, so to speak. And the physicality should still be seen as God. No. Um. Why? What do you mean? It's still connected. Like the 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 ray is still very much connected to the sun. Right. So, so, but, 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 could you? Would you be able to term the ray as a, as a existence called sun ray, ray of the sun that's not the same as it was in the sun? You would be able to see the ray of the sun as its own entity. 
right? You're right, it's connected, it's come, that's why it's a good mushal, because it's emanating from its source, but you would see the ray as its own entity. So it's to, still, still, it's still sun. It, it's not that it's very, very, very different than the physicality that we see here on Earth, as as opposed to spirituality. Whereas, like sunlight, the sun is pretty close. It's, and, you're right; it's independent; it's a ray, but it's still very much connected. It's almost one of the. I know it's not the sun, but it's still very, very connected. Whereas, like if I if I look at you, I look at the computer in front of me. It's nothing like godliness. So I that's assume. that's that's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's the difficulty I'm having, I think, as well. Yeah. So, at this point... Wait, why isn't it godliness also? It is. I mean, it, but so that's the answer. This, there's like the, just like you wouldn't say the sun ray is the sun, you would say that it's godliness, it's just not God. Right. But but they're asking, so how come I can't see it all? How come I can't see it all, at all the godliness? Because... Right? You, you, why don't you see that it's godliness? So you have to you have to picture in the parable. Look at like the 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 the, the light of God that's bringing a tree into existence is the sun. The light of God that's bringing a particular blade of grass to existence is the sun. The blade of grass is the ray of the sun. Now, why am I able to see the blade of the grass as an entity? Because I can't see the godliness. Why? When am I able to see the ray of the sun as an entity? Of course it's still connected to the sun, but we're not focusing on that right now. We're seeing the fact that you see the ray of the sun as an entity. When do you see that? When it's outside the sun. So of course it's still connected, but we're, we're focusing on the fact that the sunlight, the ray of the sun, is an entity that I could see that I could experience when it's outside the sun. So it's a bit of a funny muscle though, because like it seems like the, the ray is to the sun is like, if you put something in between the ray would, would be blocked. Whereas with the, the blade of grass, it's so the spirituality is so blocked. There's so many clipas, so to speak. It's so blocked that you can only see the, the, the grass, whereas the ray is still a direct line. That's the trouble I'm having with this mashallah. Rabbi, do you mind if I uh, step in for a second? Is it similar to, let's say, where you have, uh, let's say we have a website right now. We don't see the source code, but we see the, the, the website itself, the design, the graphics, the words, as opposed to just the source code. So why can't we see that, but not the source code? So we see the product of it, but not the, the DNA of it. Does that make sense? I mean, it makes sense as a good muscle. I, I don't know if it's exact in all the details because I don't know exactly how internet no. works. No, no I'm, not, I'm not going for exact, but I'm saying we can see the product, but we can't see the, the buildup, the makeup. That's true, yes. It's all part of the same... Yes, we, we, we see the product, but we don't see the buildup and the makeup. And so to the ray of the sun we see when it's outside the sun, but not when it's in the sun. But I think the question that maybe is bothering you, which I, 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 maybe this is what you're trying to ask, is that is, is, is a much more like basic question. The Alter Rebbe wants to say, when do you see the sunlight? When it leaves the sun. But if we understood what we learned in the beginning of chapter 3 and chapter 2, the world never leaves godliness. I mean, maybe that's what you're asking. Seemingly, the analogy is not a good analogy for, for because the whole point he's trying to say is when could you see the ray as a ray? 
when it actually leaves the sun. Then you could experience the ray as, as its own entity, that there's the ray of the sun, taka coming from the sun, but now you see it as an entity of a ray. So too, when I don't see the godliness, I don't see the flying of the rock, I'm sorry, I don't see my strength, then I'll see the flying of the rock. I don't see a human being, then I'll see Hamlet. There's not two separate things over here. That's what seems not to make sense over here. The ray of the sun leaves the sun. The world never leaves godliness. That's the question that he's going to get to. Why it's not a good analogy. Is that is that what you were asking? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read, let, well, it's already late, but let, let's just read, another, let's read a sentence. Let's read another sentence. We'll, read, we'll get back to it tomorrow, but let's just start the next paragraph. The exact parallel to this illustration. First, he's saying why it is a good parallel. At the very end of the chapter, he's going to say why it's not a good parallel. But let's just read a little. The exact parallel to this illustration is the relationship between all created things and the divine flow of the life force from the breath of his mouth, which flows upon them and brings them into existence. God is their source, and they themselves, meaning all created things, are merely like a diffusing light and effulgence from the flow and spirit of God. So, like Yishai, that's what you were saying. Everything is a flow from God. Everything is an effulgence, is a flow from God. So why do we see the world as a world and not as godliness? And the answer is because, as he's saying, just like the ray of the sun when it leaves the sun. The question that's going to be is that the world never leaves God. God is everywhere. And that we're going to, Mitzvah Shem, we'll get to tomorrow. We'll continue Mitzvah Shem tomorrow. This is, a, this is very hard. This isn't easy stuff over here. So we'll, 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 Mitzvah Shem will review it tomorrow and hopefully it'll become more clear. But try to think about, try to think about the parable for the rest of the day. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Right, any other questions? I have another one, but I appreciate yeah. safe return. But um, if we use the logic from from the beginning of the parak of uh, basically when something is giving something else koach, in essence, it's just it's just that original thing. It's just manifesting when you throw the rock. It's just manifesting as it's flying, but it's actually my koach. So isn't isn't that the same about the the ray of the sun? Like the ray of the sun is given existence by the sun itself. So if you use the same logic, then it is actually non- nothing other than like the orb. Yeah, you can experience it, but that's just like a perception or like a manifestation of the. So here's the catch the twenty. Here's the catch twenty two. On one hand, he wants he brings the muscle of the ray of the sun and not just the flying of the rock because he wants to show you why I'm able to see the world as a world. So he wants to show you how that the ray of the sun actually does leave the sun. So there you could actually see that there's the ray of the sun when it's in the sun and the ray of the sun when it's outside the sun. So that way you could appreciate how the world is the same thing, when the world, when you're seeing it within God's light or not. The problem is going to be that the world never leaves God's light. That's why it's not a good, that's why seemingly it's not a good muscle. But the, but he is, it, it it is it is better a better muscle than the flying of the rock for this point because the flying of the rock he wanted to show you the bittel the bittel of created things to godliness here in this muscle he wants to show you the opposite why I'm able to see the world as a yesh 
Why do I see the world as a self-subsisting entity? And so he gives you the mushal of the ray of the sun that leaves the sun. Gotcha. So it's like, in essence, the rock mushal is the problem with the sun mushal. What do you mean? Uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but it's like... Yes. In other words, in other words, the rock mushal is really what the sun mushal is too. I mean, we're, we're giving a whole mushal to say, oh yeah, the ray of the sun leaves the sun, that's why you're able to see it. But it really is like the flying of the rock and your strength with is only one thing, seemingly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, All I right. think that's what I was troubling, to... having trouble understanding as well. So. Now we'll go through yeah. it again tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. All right, everyone, Thanks. have a good day.